This is Alpha One Sports, your podcast for all things Philly sports. Let's get into it. Good afternoon. This is Tom with Alpha One Sports. And this is Anthony with Alpha One Sports. It is Saturday, not Tuesday, Saturday, March 20th. How's your week been? Uh, very, very busy. Very, very busy. I tell you that. And it looks like there's some pretty, it's been a pretty busy week for Philly sports. That's why we decided to opt for Saturday so we can get a couple days of uh, some free agency you know, bits and news. Yep, and you guys are getting me just fresh uh, from waking up. I just got done a uh, 12-hour shift at 6 a.m. I'll be getting back on my computer to start work again around 4. So your boy is super tired. <laughs> no no, no alcoholic beverages for you today. Nope, just coffee. And unfortunately, it's just decaf coffee because I accidentally bought that, so... At some point, I'm going to have to get out to Dunkin' or s- somewhere and buy some coffee. Real for, coffee. Our, for our viewers, I am taking one for the team, and I'll have a, a beverage here at uh, 1.50 p.m. I'm drinking a nice Bud Light Mango Seltzer. Delicious. Yummy. Refreshing. Um, you know, just off topic here a little bit, uh, you know, because I accidentally bought that decaf coffee. What is the point of decaf coffee? The yeah. taste. The taste, I mean, but I feel like, you know, beer and coffee are, you know, consumed for a specific purpose. Coffee, obviously, you're drinking it to gain energy to wake up in the morning. Wake up. Have that (laughs) caffeine so you're energized for your day. And also to, you know, loosen, you know, the back door, (laughs) you know, for your morning constitutionals. (laughs) Um, That's religion for me. (laughs) And then, you know, and I shouldn't be saying that, uh, beer, you're drinking it, you know, to catch a, a nice buzz, you know? So, like, why in the world would anybody want to drink decaf coffee and non-alcoholic beer? <laughs> <sighs> Who knows? The taste is all I can think about. Just questions that pop through my head at times. So St. Patty's Day just passed. Feels like it's been a couple years since I've really done any celebrating for that. What about you? Same. I mean, it's it's crazy that we used to go out all every year. St. Patty's Day, the Irish Rover, the best place on earth, where we used to live. Uh, but now it's you know you got I got a little one running around, so you got to be you know thoughtful of him and. You know, we've gone out, you know, last year we kind of did some uh, prelingual St. Patty's Day stuff with some friends, but it was kind of a mixture between some St. Patty's Day partying and uh, April's birthday, which is a week before. Um, Year before that, I mean, we did some stuff with our sister Ashley, but other than that, I mean, these past couple years it's been pretty dry. Yeah, same here, like 2020. Well, obviously, this year, nothing. Um, you know, I've been working, so it's darn. Uh, 2020, COVID, you know, really couldn't do anything either. 
2019, me and my Casey, you know, we sort of went out. Hit, I think, one, maybe two bars, but we really didn't go too crazy. We weren't really trying to get too too drunk. And then 2018, I feel like it's the last time, uh, me, you know, me, her, and then you guys really went hard. Went, yeah, you guys came over to the river with us, I believe, right? Yeah. I think we went all, went there. I don't, I don't know if we just met or we just went or went there all at the same time, like together. But uh, let's just say that's the last time I had a real expensive uh, uh, bar tab. Uh, I remember the one year where you just met a couple guys that went to East Stroudsburg and two hundred dollars worth of shots later. <laughs> yeah, you know, St. Patrick's Day used to be my most expensive day of the year because I was, you know, I had a huge bar tab. You're you know, drinking for seven. Drink, drinking for seven, but you know, never back then I never just went out for one. <laughs> uh, St. Patty's Day OF one is not our religion. Do we ever go out for one? That's true. One not, turns not, into two, and not that we condone four. heavy drinking, by the way, but you know we like to have a good time. So yeah, I mean, considering our main heritage is Irish, you know, it is a disappointment that we don't get to go out. You know, I did just buy year, but... a nice looking Irish or Ireland hoodie from a Irish store in New Hope. Oh, oh, okay. That's funny. I uh, when I was there, Casey gets mad at me because like i was in one store in new hope a sunglass store you know oakley the most expensive sunglasses <laughs> there is <laughs> yeah. i'm looking at the price and i'm saying out loud oh that's way too much money she's like don't say the pr- don't say that out loud and i'm like what do they care they're not setting the prices <laughs> that's the corporate people that's like the prices i think just about anybody that sees a 300 dollars pair of oakley's is gonna go Oof. but anyway she did that same thing when we were in the Irish store. I mean, the prices weren't terrible there, but what I, you know, started going, oh, it's because I, you know, was going to the back of the store and I started to turn a corner. And the next thing you know, like, you know, punch in the face was like, it smelled like somebody took a dump in the back of the store. Like, it just smelled like absolute poo poo. And I just like had to t- quickly turn around with that hoodie and uh, go check out real quick because I was about to puke. Right. But it's a nice store, a lot of nice stuff in there, and I was you know, I was hoping to get one of those. Uh, preferably, I would have liked to have found an Irish rugby jersey, and I would have preferred a jacket like you have, like a zip up Ireland hoodie, but or Ireland jacket. But the hoodie was nice. I got that one from Wildwood. They have them all. They got the Italian one. They got the Irish one. They got many different ones. Yeah. So. That's how we're celebrating St. Patty's Day these days. And on top of that, Casey's dad, uh, his birthday's on St. Patty's Day, so we have to do some celebrating those days, too. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. So, let's get into the uh, wacky world of Philadelphia sports here. Start with the Flyers, who in their last 10 are 4-6-0. and Or, uh, actually... They've had four wins, six losses. I, I I can't remember which ones were overtime losses and <laughs> uh, regulation losses anymore. It's a shame. He had such high hopes for those young defenders coming in this year, and it just, I mean, constantly leaving, you know, the goalies on an island at this point. Yeah, I mean, the last, you know, they get swept by the Capitals, really had no chance. I mean, they start to make some comebacks in those games, but it's too little too late. 
um, you know, maybe t lose twice to Penguins in three meetings last week, and then, and then what, what look what was probably the worst loss I've seen in a few years, or maybe even my whole life. The Flyers on Wednesday night lose to the New York Rangers of all teams nine to nothing. And let me just preface this by saying all. Nine of those goals were scored in the first two periods. Seven in the second period. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's probably one of the most embarrassing losses you'll see from the Flyers this year in probably, you know, the last couple of years. Uh, I, I mean, they made Zabanajad look like, you know, Wayne Gretzky that night, you know, with three goals, six apples, you know. That's absolutely I, I, ridiculous. You can't even really, I mean, sometimes, you know, teams need, you know, a spank in the rear end and, uh, uh, you know, a lit butt, you know, to, you know, maybe get back into it mentally. But it may have worked a game for a game, but, I mean, there's, you're still seeing these still consistent mistakes, you know, with these young defenders. Yeah, there's just way too many turnovers. Uh, they're like 16th in the league in uh, giveaway takeaway percentage at point yeah. 70. It, you know, that's just not enough. They're they're not get, they're not getting very many takeaways, and but they're giving that puck up way too much. The defenders are just out of place. You get, you know, the offense getting behind them on a lot of these goals, just leaving our guys, like you said, on an island. Uh, but also too, in the same vein, you would hope that our goalies can bail them out every so often just seems like on all of those goals, they're giving up a goal. Whereas, you know, like last year, Carter Hart would save some of those. It just doesn't seem like he's really saving a lot of those anymore as well. I don't know if maybe he's just getting overwhelmed with the amount of times he's, you know, having to face these kinds of scoring opportunities. Or, but it's just, it's definitely, he he's definitely not, doesn't look the same as he did last year. This defense is terrible. You know, like we've said this probably three weeks in a row now, we're mi missing Matt Niskanen. Exactly. Uh, I mean, confidence is the big thing. You know, these goalies, you see a little bit of confidence from Moose, but, you know, with Carter Hart, there's definitely no confidence right there. So, I mean, being left on the island, plus, you know, even some easy goals that you're seeing uh, Carter Hart, you know, give up, you know, that's just a matter of confidence. And when you don't have any confidence in your defense, those easy goals are going to be let up. Yeah, and then but on top of that too, our guys aren't scoring enough either. We got guys like Kevin Hayes. I feel like hasn't really done a whole lot lately, and you know Giroux hasn't really been the same in a few years. He gets his goal here and there or an assist here and there, but it's not enough to be to warrant wearing the C. Exactly. Uh, you know Voracek. Oh, I think only has like what four goals this year. And Voracek's the kind of guy that, like, when he breaks out, he breaks out, but then he just goes ghost. And speaking of ghost, he gets healthy scratched these last two games when probably he's been our best defenseman. Maybe he has made his share of mistakes as well, but, you know, he's actually scoring. You know, I haven't seen too much from Sanheim. Uh, recently, uh, nothing, not a whole lot from Myers. I just think Ghost has been our best defenseman. Um, he should have been in those two games. I think we would have. I don't know how much of a better result, but I 
think we might have played better if he was in there. Yeah, I believe, you know, we got to start, you know, browsing the market for some defenders here. We need a little bit of some tougher defenders. I mean, there's so many young guys on this team with not enough veterans. You got, you know, Provorov, that's, you know, the big the big member of this team. He's he's the pretty much the captain of the defense, but there, there's nothing else outside of him that screams, you know, a great defense at this point. You know, you got young guys, but... I think you need I think you need a couple, you know, tough veterans in there to kind of, you know, push these young guys to their best potential. And I've said this for three weeks now. Let's go get Matias uh Matias Alcom. It's a little tough, you know, because you don't know what you're gonna have to give up to get and you know, if you're giving up are you know, those limiting you in other places, but at this point I'd be willing. Go ahead. I'd be willing to, you know, give up some, you know, a little bit of some good assets in order to get somebody in here. Yeah, I was saying on, uh, I believe I said it on Twitter, at this point, I don't think anybody's untradeable. I think we have been playing so far underneath expectations that I'm okay trading anybody. I don't care about the ramifications of the expansion draft at this point. We got to get some better defensemen in here, and I think Ekholm fits that bill. I would almost try to put a whole package together too. Maybe we can get Matias and maybe get Philip Forsberg in here too. Get some more That'd offense. Be be- that would be a beautiful trade. But I mean, the 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 big thing is, is I feel like too many people are still on the Ron Hextall train. That you know, there's so many young guys down in the AHL and some other programs that you know, oh, they're going to be you know in the NHL the next year or the next two years, you know, but. You know, we're in a position right now that this team on paper is good enough to be, you know, deep playoff contenders that, you know, we need to start thinking about the now versus the five, six years from now in a way. Absolutely. Um, Speaking of Philip Forsberg, I saw one trade uh, idea. It wasn't really a rumor. It was just an idea that involved Vorchek, I believe Ghost or Gust- Eric Gustafsson and maybe Morgan Frost heading to the Predators for uh, Ekholm, Forsberg and somebody else, I couldn't remember who it was and, you know, do I really want to see uh, Vorchek go or Ghost go at this point because of how Ghost has been playing, maybe not necessarily you know, I like Vorchek, I have liked Vorchek but I feel like he's been in decline and Ghost, he's been up and down, he's been up recently but you never know when he's going to go slumping again. So I think this is a trade to pull the trigger on if the Predators be okay with it. I don't know if you'd have to maybe sweeten the pot a little bit with maybe a draft pick or two. But looking at Yeah, Fort- I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, they've held on to Ghost for too long. I just want to add there. They've held on to Ghost for too long. I think his value is pretty much diminished that they pretty much screwed that one up and should find some any sort of value for him. Yep. And then looking at Forsberg's stats here, I mean, in 30 games this season, he's got 10 goals, 17 assists for 27 points with the uh, plus-minus of uh, minus 8. That's the kind of offense we need right now. Yeah, that's so, some good caliber scoring there. Yeah, because I feel like when we're going down 2-3, to three, we need we need guys who can, you know, keep us in the game if, you know, our goalies aren't necessarily – and our defense isn't necessarily playing its best. 
Because that's the one thing, too, you know, every year that's the big thing that, you know, every Flyers fan will say. You know, we need that scorer, not the guy that wants the assists all day. You know, and I feel like you tend to get that guy, but then you're still searching for, you know, a scorer and not, you know, a, you know, pass around kind of guy. You know, it's, you know, when when are we going to get that scorer as opposed to everybody else, you know? Yeah, and like to go off of what you're saying on top you know the guys who favor the assist more than the score I, flyers i feel like for the longest time have been so pass happy you you know you get a two-on-one opportunity you get some sort of odd man rush or you know you have a clear shot shot at the net these guys are pat looking to pass before they shoot shoot why do you think us fans are saying shoot <laughs> because shoot the puck you might not get it in, but you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right? You can't nothing. Hit the, you can't <laughs> hit. You can't score if you don't hit the net. Nothing annoys me more when they're on a power play, right? And uh, you know they keep doing that backwards pass. It's oh, like they yes. all join a Congo line, you know, in their own zone, and it's like just a Congo line of just passing it backwards. I, Eventually, somebody takes it up, but like it's just so annoying. I hate that. Like. It's a waste of time. I mean, you only have two minutes, maybe four minutes, depending or five, depending on uh, what the penalty was. But you only have such a limited amount of time with the man advantage. And you guys are passing it backwards, taking your time, dumping it to make changes while you're on the power play. I feel like that's the time where you should be doing the Iron Man shift here, trying to get pucks on net. Get plays set up. Stop wasting time with these backwards passes. And that's what also leads to turnovers, too, is these pe- careless passes where they're not looking. It just blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a good, good four-check-type team that, you know, they're, you know, just pass that puck back and into the boards and you're, gonna, you're, you're most likely going to have somebody there. I mean, I just it's often, you know, that they're, you know, just dumping it just to get, you know, just a new line in and it's... You know, you got to have at least somebody in there making an effort to get that puck still. Yeah, and, you know, that power play, too, is probably very low, you know, one of the worst in the league. They have a 19.6 power play percentage. They are not capitalizing on these man advantages, and that it shows, you know, with these recent losses. So, and then to finish off that trade talk, too, even Matias Ekholm's stats are a little more impressive than some of our guys. I mean... In 23 games he's played this year, he's got five goals, eight assists for 13 points, and he also has a plus-minus of uh, eight. So right there you got a, a veteran defensive presence who can also score. I say it's a no-brainer. You pull that trade. Don't even think about the ramifications of you know who you're getting rid of or you know the expansion draft. Just pull the trigger if you want to have any chance at the playoffs this year. Let a, you know, If you want any chance at the Cup, let alone the playoffs. Come on, Chuck, just listen to us. Yes. You know, turn on the <laughs> OF1 podcast, listen to us, maybe hire us as assistant GMs. And uh, going off to the game on uh, Thursday, Thursday uh, against the Islanders, looked like it was a good turnaround to start. Um, no score in the first, but then they go off for three in the second. You got um, Limblom scores, Giroux scores, and I believe uh, Voracek it was. Uh, they're looking good. Um, Hart's looking good, finally. 
And then, you know, in the third period, they start, you know, they want to start... Pigeon! Start playing like pigeons again. You know, they give up three quick goals. Blow the lead. Looks like we're about to go to overtime again with the Islanders. It seems like all we ever do is go to overtime with the Islanders. But then, uh, you know, Limblom comes through in the clutch again. Uh, you know, second goal um, gets us back, you know, on the winning side. Maybe we were talking about this earlier. Uh, he can... That that game he set the other day was maybe a wake-up call and, you know, a refresher for him, scoring those two goals, because he was on a about a 21-game scoreless drought there. I mean, that game, they, they kind of looked like they uh, had the formula, you know, to beat the Islanders, you know. Uh, kind of wish it was like that last year they had the formula to beat them, but, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, At least know, in the seventh should... game. They should probably be able to handle them. I mean, you don't want to see them giving up, you know, a lead like that. But, you know, I mean, they do still, you know, w win out with that, you know. So they got a couple, you know, really important games coming up here. They got to start hitting some sort of winning streak here to gain some ground. Because right now they are three points behind the fourth-place Bruins. And only the first four teams in the division go to the playoffs. And the Bruins, too, would hold a tiebreaker right now because, you know, they have beaten us every game. And, you know, we're four points behind the Penguins, and then we're way behind the Islanders and Capitals. So it's going to take some doing to really start making some ground up in this division. So next game, we got the Islanders again tonight at 7. So hopefully we can win another game in regulation. And then Monday, we got the Islanders again. I will be I will be actually at that game. So it would be nice to uh, see that in person. Oh, I can lucky be... you. Yeah, I just got lucky. Saw the email from the Flyers. I put my name on the wait list and got was able to get tickets. Had a relatively <laughs> decent price. Not the uh, not the overly expensive PlayStation Five prices that StubHub is giving. So got the tickets. Going with my roommate. Uh, uh, you know, because he, uh, he just helped me out with my girlfriend's car, so I figured it'd be a nice way to repay him back. So we'll have some fun that day. You know, I wish he could come too, but I understandable that, um, you know, everyone's still a little bit leery about getting together with people right now. So hopefully, maybe next year when they get things back to normal, hopefully we can hit some games again. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got to look out for the little guy and I got to look out for my family. So I got to be a little bit weary about, you know, COVID. So those big, bigger crowds that they're going to be, you know, letting in start May, uh, April 4th. Uh, but uh, hopefully, you know, the summertime we can start hitting some other things like some Phillies games and stuff. But it's probably not in the cards this year to, you know, go to any of those indoor, right. you know, arena games. So hopefully these Flyers can catch a winning streak. You know, they got the Islanders twice again, but then, you know, they got the Devils, Rangers twice. So hopefully they learn from that 9 nothing debacle and they can beat them. And then got the Sabres two more times. So that should be two more wins. And then, you know, you got the Islanders again. You got the Bruins three out of the next four. You got to get victories there by any means necessary to get, you know, so you can kind of almost tie that series. Just got to put some st a streak together. You know, they've had a couple years in the past, like two out of the last three years or so, I think they've had two 10-game winning streaks or like a 10 and a 9-game winning streak. So 
hopefully maybe they can start to put something like that together to try to get themselves back into these uh, play, uh, this playoff picture here. Yeah, definitely to keep the fans engaged, especially during this time right now. I, I'm get some get some people in the stands. Maybe it'll make it a big difference. Um, yeah, we could definitely get you know a big you know win streak going, and you know they're always good with that towards the end of the season too. Is you know making the comeback. You know some years they fall short, but in other years they, you know, get themselves in it somehow. So, and you know this summer, what I guess spring summer will not be the same. But there's no Flyers playoff hockey. I can't stand it when there's hockey playoffs and there's no playoff hockey for the Flyers. Exactly. So they better make the playoffs. So the other team in the Wells Fargo Center, we got the Sixers, uh, I mean, coming back from the All-Star break. Yeah, they, um, they were on a uh, six-game winning streak there. They also played tonight at eight against the Kings. Uh, I'll probably be watching that one tonight um, on a nice comfort of my couch. Um I mean, yeah, you got a you got a big you know issue right now with uh, Embiid out you know next two weeks you know with a a bruise um, bone bruise in his knee. You know this team really did look you know very competitive. The bench has been you know coming out pretty well. Um, you know, obviously you took a nice loss you know the other day against the the Milwaukee Bucks. It's a good really good team, but you know this team. You know, for the most part, was winning that game. You know, you, you lose, you know, Seth Curry, you know, and then they find their advantages, and, you know, in overtime they lose, is it 109-105? But, I mean, it was a tough game. I mean, it was a tough-up game, and you're, you're missing two starters, but, you know, you're taking a team like that to overtime. Um, you know, I think overall, I mean, they really do show out when uh, Embiid's out, you know, especially in recent weeks. Uh, you know, obviously you want, you know, Embiid to be back as soon as possible, you know, to really, you know, with this uh, stretch of time for these games, you know, coming up, you know, to maintain that, you know, first seed. Uh, do you think the Eagles, uh, the Sixers, sorry, I'm always thinking about the Eagles, uh, <laughs> the Sixers could, you know, maintain this first seed? I mean, you have the Nets creeping up, you know, they're about a game behind, but do you think they could uh, maintain it? Really depends on how that bench plays. I mean, they've been playing fairly well for the last couple of games here. Uh, just, you know, looking back on it here, you got, you know, Furkan, who has the, you know, usually, you know, has spurts of decent games. You know, he had an 11-point outing against the Bucks the other day. Um, you know, Dwight Howard, I feel like this season's been playing out of his mind. He's looking like classic Dwight Howard, so it's nice to have him as a backup. Love that. You know, I think... Danny Green could be better. I keep seeing a lot of bricks out of him. Uh, ben, I'm sorry, in 45 minutes, he, I got to see more than 13 points out of you. He had a triple-double, but when you're having a triple-double with just barely over 10 points, I don't really consider that very good. The you, same. I don't consider it either. <laughs> you know, you gotta... Ben should be getting, tw you know, should be averaging 25 points a game, and he's just not doing it. And then speaking of Ben, too, while I'm at it, you know, I'm sure everybody thinks this. Why is it that he only will shoot... You know, it seems like lately he only shoots a three when it's garbage time, when it means nothing. He's had two buzzer, you know, shots at the buzzer, three-pointers. And not only that, when he shoots it, he looks so comfortable doing it. And they're, they're going in swish. It's not like they're 
you know, hitting the backboard and going in or anything like that. He is shooting it, swish, no problem. Why can't, does he not know he could do that earlier on? Not even just a three-pointer, I just mean from anywhere. Shoot the ball. I mean, his his game is good enough without, you know, the three, but, you know, you still want him to shoot a three. I don't care if he misses every three-point shot that he attempts. If you try... You know, look at look at uh, Giannis. You know, like he he cannot shoot a three for the life of him. He made uh, one but though. He in that makes, game. but he makes an attempt though. He'll right. always make attempts. You know, you need a guy that's just gonna make an attempt. You know, you have an air ball here and there. You make a you know a whiff here and there, but you know eventually it's gonna go in. You know, just make it happen. Just like we said again, you know, with the Flyers shooting shooting on the net. You know, you miss a hundred percent of the you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Shoot that shoot that ball. Yeah. I don't care if it's just three pointers. I think people like are too focused on just the three. I just want to see you shoot from anywhere on the perimeter. You know, jump shot. I need This I need, is a threes league. I think Ben needs to really start taking over games, especially with Joel being out. He needs to be that focal point. Him and Tobias. I think Tobias though, he's proven to everybody that he should have been an all star. You know, he said that out loud against the the Knicks, you know, I think he was a big reason why we came back and beat the Knicks the other day. Uh, I, I agree. I, th- I feel like the last couple of years I was writing him off. I thought that trade might have been a bust. But I think when, you know, bringing Doc Rivers in here, his old coach from the Clippers, I think that really turned Tobias to, see, you know, play around. Well, I mean, with Tobias Harris, I mean, you got to think, you know, he's never been underperforming he was just never raising the bar i mean you were gonna get a consistent you know 14 15 16 18 points out of him but now you're getting those 20 to 25 points a game out of him i mean i mean you're gonna get those hit or miss type games but for the most part you're getting 20 points out of him a game yeah like the game against the knicks he took that game over brought us back because we were losing for most of that game Uh, he's you know had six rebounds two assists 30 points in 38 minutes so we hopefully, along with Ben, hopefully taking over some of these games, Tobias can keep this up, and that way he can they can help lead us in into getting Joel back, and that could keep us in that first place. But to answer your question, do I think they can hold on to first place? I mean, they got three, you know, winnable games coming up here against the Kings, Knicks, and Warriors. Never thought I'd say a Warriors is a winnable game, but the you know they they've been. It was like that last year too. They were they weren't very good the last couple of years or this year and last year. But then after the Warriors gets uh, gets kind of tough. You got the Lakers and Clippers in L.A. You got the Nuggets and then uh, never you know it's weird saying this, but the Cavs. We got the Cavs after that who've been beating us the last couple of games. So hopefully we can. I just think they undermine the Cavs all the time. I mean, the the Cavs aren't you know anything special. They're not going to be well, I'm not saying they're big contenders special. or anything like that. But they are a tough team when it comes down to it. And you got guys like Sexton that are going to you know really throw some points against you. So I mean, they're not a team to just take. I mean, you should be taking any team lightly. I mean, unless you're clearly playing a team that's wanting to tank. But I mean, you should be you know taking them lightly and then so yeah i mean if they can keep you know playing the way they have and tobias and ben can keep taking you know can ben can actually start taking over some games and tobias could keep his play up i think they could stay around the one seed maybe the two seed if you know they do lose another game or two um 
I think this. I think the East is mainly though between the uh, Sixers and the Nets. I think with Embiid, the Sixers beat the Bucks in a seven-game series. You know? That would have been easy. Like that seemed like a, that seemed like a very winnable game if Embiid was in there. They would they would beat them in five. I think they're, I think the Bucks are overrated, and then pretty much everybody after three is, not really in the discussion in my opinion. Right. Because you got let's see, you got the Heat who have fallen off since you know that that late the NBA Finals. They had such a quick turnaround. Can I throw something in there about the Heat though. Yeah. The one thing you have to be careful with the Heat is they're on a pretty good win streak, you know, with all their guys back now. So, I mean, that is a team you have to look out for at this point. Well, yeah. They they are 7-3 and three in their last 10, so. But I still think, you know, if we're at full strength, we can beat them. Um, Then you got Atlanta, who's, they're a joke. I don't even know how they're f- five right now. They're 8-2, they're and two, but. You know, the way they fired their head coach was a joke. Uh, that team's been a joke forever, so I, I, I don't really worry about them too much. Charlotte, They're a flashy team. Yeah, Charlotte, we've uh, handled pretty much every game. The Knicks, they've been on the up the up lately, though, so they may be a little scary. Um, not that scary, but a little scary. I wouldn't um, say at full strength, though. I wouldn't, yeah, at full, I, at full strength, it wouldn't be a problem. It is weird to see the Knicks back in the playoff picture right now, though. <laughs> they've been so far gone recent, uh, these last few years so see them in there is kind of crazy and then there's a fight over them for you know number one overall picks <laughs> yeah and you know they almost beat us the other day so and uh, crazy you got if the playoffs started today the Sixers would be playing the the number uh, seeded number one seeded seventy Sixers would be playing the number eight seed Boston Celtics. How crazy is that to think? The Celtics I mean, that's right a, now are one un, one game under five hundred. That's a that's a huge downfall. I mean, I'm hearing things about Brad Stevens wanting to resign, and uh, he's had some close door meetings with his players. I mean, they are just a mess of an organization right now. Hey, you know. You guys want to give us Jason Tatum like we, we should have had in the first place. Yeah. You know, feel free. Talk about, quote-unquote, fleecing the Sixers. Well, I mean, now you're an eighth seed. <laughs> I think the Celtics really fleeced us because they were never planning to take uh, – what, what, what's, what was that kid's name? The, uh, Markel Fultz. Yeah, they were never planning to take him. They just figured, oh, the Sixers really want him. They think he's the best. We could probably get a pick, couple picks out of him. We'll still take Jason Tatum at number three. And they're gonna take him, and lo and behold, that's what they did. The funniest thing, though, is you know, obviously, you know, Markel Fultz did not have a great start to his career with the Sixers. Uh, you know, trading him, it seems like it was great, beneficial for him in a little, in small ways, uh, going to the Magic. But I mean, uh, people think that he is much better than he is. He is, I mean, he's got that ugly hair flowing. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's not, he's not. The number one overall pick, period. Oh, he's a bum, plain and simple. He's probably a nice guy, but I think he's a head case. He lets people get in his head. He's let, it, let you know, let phantom injuries get to him. He, I just don't. He, um, he just, he, he, he could not be here. I really reminds would, me of uh, another uh, player uh, in a different sport. I think I know where you're going with this. Are we talking about a certain number two? Number. Two. One plus one equals two. Yes, I'm talking about the new Indianapolis Colts quarterback, Carson Wentz. That is the weirdest thing to say. 
honestly watching him in press conferences him wearing blue just all of that i think i said this maybe a podcast or two ago just seems like it just seems like i'm watching an ex-girlfriend be happy somewhere else the one thing though it just seems so fake to me i mean you hear these reports and you hear you know there was nothing other than a trade that could possibly benefit this guy but it doesn't sound like he wanted to go he doesn't sound like he ultimately wanted to be traded but he knew there was nothing left for him in philly i mean but the smallest bit of adversity by being benched for a player just to see what this guy has in terms of talent you wanted to be traded you wanted to go off and be somebody else you could very well still be the franchise quarterback of the eagles today have you not have gone through with all this? They, I, I know the Eagles know they made a mistake there, but you know, to, you you'd still be the franchise quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles come August, September, October of this year, no doubt about it. Like I've said in the past, I don't want to excuse Carson's play. It was easily his worst year of his career. He made a lot of bad decisions. Right just didn't play very well but you know i will defend him to all blue in the face (laughs) 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 i just think the eagles did him so dirty first off they never should have brought in jalen hurts in the first place nothing against jalen he's a good quarterback and i honestly thought he should have been drafted to a team that could have used him as a starter from the get-go that planned to make them the starter exactly my my issue is he never the Eagles had so many other holes to fill. You know, you just shipped off Car- uh, Nick Nick Foles away so Carson didn't have to look over his shoulder. He finally had a year where he didn't have to look over his shoulder and probably had one of the best statistical years of his career with 4,000 yards passing, led a bunch of you know, misfits and uh, practice squad guys to the playoffs. Well, was that 27 touchdowns to seven interceptions? Yes. I think. And so then, you know, and then you sign him to a new fat contract only to draft another quarterback the second the runner up to the Heisman trophy in the second round you're putting things back into his head so I, again I, I don't want to excuse that because you know you should be able to overcome that as a competitor and I'm sure he did I'm not saying this was even in his head but all I'm saying is you there's too many variables you're throwing at him to overcome and then on top of everything else you got the statue outside that he's got to walk by every day you know, you're not bringing in the players necessary for him to, you know, succeed at the highest level. At the end, at the end of the day, this season was, I think, last season should have been expected. So, I mean, the situation's organic. It's rare that it's going to happen. You know, you don't. It's not often that you're, you know, top three MVP. You know, the 2017 season, and then you know your backup quarterback takes over and takes a team to win a Super Bowl and is the Super Bowl MVP. Um, None of it, you know, none of it is out there, but you got to, you got to live through the adversity, you know, and it seemed like he was coming back, you know, pretty well, but you had that adversity of, you know, a couple of bad games in 2018 and, you know, ultimately led to a, quote-unquote, you know, back injury that took him out for the rest of the season. You know, I uh, some of that stuff I feel is, you know, a little bit exaggerated. But, um, yeah, so. 
And then the one thing I'll say, too, is like, oh, these guys that want to poke and prod him what, now that, you know, what happened in Philly? What happened? Do you really think he's going to tell you exactly what happened behind closed doors? He's going to tell you what's on the surface. You know, he got benched in Green Bay. He kind of saw what was going on and just felt, you know, this isn't it. I, you know, I don't think I could be here anymore if this is how it's going to be. You know, everyone wants to complain that, you know, trade rumors came out, you know, shortly thereafter. Well, you know, if he's being told he's not the starter and Jalen Hurts is starting, what do you think he's going to feel? I mean, I'm not... Well, I think those trade rumors are the result of, you know, his Philly agent. media automatically, you know, oh my God, they're batched up, they got to trade him now. I think it's, a, you know, it's either the media or the, his agent, one of the two. I'm not saying he didn't put that out. All I'm saying is, what do you expect? The guy just signed a fat contract. You don't surround him with any uh, real playmakers. You're, you know, you're still playing with mostly practice squad guys now at this point, and you bench him f uh, for, for the runner-up to the Heisman Trophy. How do you think the guy's gonna feel? So, of course he's gonna be upset. Of course, if he's not going back in there, he's probably gonna want to look to get out. So, like. This is one of the first times I feel like in my lifetime I've seen a player where you know want to leave Philadelphia in any sport where I just said I can't blame the guy. I've never been more frustrated with any Philadelphia team uh, just as an organization than I have with the Eagles lately. I mean, he was the kingdom crumb. I mean, he. You know... <laughs> Sorry, I thought I had to put that put it out there, but uh, I mean. He... The second they drafted this guy, I mean, it was a huge change to this organization. I mean, people looked up to this guy as if he was your lord and savior. And, you know, he was a fancy, good attitude. He came in. You had that respect. He wasn't cocky. He was, you know, genuine, you know, and... I mean, he was a big deal for this organization, and now that is gone. I mean, no discredit to Jalen Hurts. I'm excited to see what you can p bring to the table here for this team, but this is just not sitting well. I mean, we have four games of, you know, action with you, and, I mean, there's not much to you that, you know, I can definitely prove that you're going to be the next franchise quarterback of this team i mean it's hard to go off four games especially one where we were already down pretty big you know in yeah. green bay so i'm not gonna really discredit him he's gonna he's gonna have a full off season knowing you know likely knowing he's the starter so he'd be taking first team reps in the uh in in otas mini camps training camps and preseason games so he's gonna have the opportunity to get better one can only hope that Howie does not screw up the sixth pick and takes either Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, gets him a real weapon to work with. Yeah. And then we'll really see how he looks. Um, hopefully that offensive line will also be intact. They get some better pieces in there or healthier pieces, younger pieces. And our other guys get healthy. Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson. You know, they sure up the left tackle situation. I'm sure I would say you got to give that to Mylotta at this point. He, I feel like he earned that. Hopefully, I agree. He was he was a warrior this year, this oh, past year. Yeah, and then hopefully, uh, si you know, either Simalo can get healthy, or maybe they can even upgrade that position. And then you know, you get Jason Kelsey, the warrior, back for another year. You know, I, I gotta say, uh, he's one of my all-time favorite Philadelphia sports players now. He's so loyal. You know, restructured his contract. I don't think he ever wants to leave Philly, or he's gonna retire an Eagle. He's not going anywhere. 
I mean, a lot of respect to him. Yeah. So, very glad to see him back. So, I think Jalen could succeed. So I'm not I'm not discrediting that. I just think the way they handled Carson Wentz was a joke. Um, I still don't know how he has a job. So, but we shall see. I mean, at least we're lucky that he got us under the cap. I mean, that's one thing. And... That's the one thing he's good at. But I feel like that's I feel like that's been being have they have to keep doing that every single year. It's, I feel like the better GMs don't have to keep doing that. I mean, uh, plus side here. I mean, goodbye, Alshon Jeffrey. We loved you on the Super Bowl. After that, goodbye. You became a snitch. See you later, Malik Jackson. Uh, where was a pretty decent weapon there on the defensive line, but really didn't amount to much here. Goodbye. And you know how I'll miss you, Deshaun Jackson. You know what? You know when our you know we're so cap strapped when we can't even afford to resign our punter. I'm assuming they were they thought that they could you know go another route with him. I mean even he struggled. I mean this past year. So but see you later, Deshaun Jackson. Can't for- forever be number ten in our hearts. Yep. You can't forget the Eagles legend though, Marquise Goodwin. <laughs> Who's a more legend, him or Frank Gore? <laughs> Yeah, for anybody listening, let's do a poll here. Who is more of an Eagles legend, Frank Gore or Marquise Goodwin? Uh, after the show, we're going to definitely make a poll on Twitter for that one. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, what? I've never heard of that in my life. What kind of trade is that where you revert back? What kind of clause is that? And the funny thing about it, too, is like I'm still seeing articles of, oh, should the Eagles still have interest in uh, Marquise Goodwin re-signing with the, with the Eagles? Because, you know, the, the 49ers released them. But it's like that would be the most awkward mess I've ever seen in my life. Oh, wouldn't that be funny, though, is he reverts back, we get our draft pick back only for us to just sign him at a cheaper cost. But who the heck cares? It's a six-round pick difference. I mean, what are you going to find in the sixth round? Tom Brady. That's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You never know. There's diamonds in the rough down there. Because, um, like, the big thing that, like, I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, you're hearing the big rumors with, you know, Zach Ertz. Right. And, you know, you got a couple teams there, one being the Bills, uh, that are, you know, a couple short players away for really being in the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, people are saying, like, oh, he's not even worth a sixth-round pick. The Eagles still need to recoup, you know, the value that they think Ertz is at. Are you better at keeping Ertz this year, or is a sixth-round talent better than Zach Ertz? That's the big thing you have to think about. You know, Zach Ertz is pro- his play, even if he's not the number two here behind Goddard, you know, is still going to produce more talent than a six-round pick, unless you got lucky. I mean, so that's where you really need to look at, you know, the threes, the fours. You know, you're not getting a three for them, but if you can get a four out of them, that's the only worth you're getting. You know, there's no sense in getting rid of him just to get rid of him for a fifth, sixth, seventh-round pick. You need a four for the value of Hertz. Well, I think at this point, he, he I don't think he's coming back. And if that's all we can get, I mean, we might have to pull a Carson Wentz trade and just try to get one of those because we don't want to lose him for nothing either. Yeah, but you're you're not going to lose him because he's still with the team. You have to trade him. He's not. You can't. I mean, you're the, this team's at a point right now that they still have cap. 
you know, even with the signing of uh, PFF's uh, highest-graded safety since 2018, safety Anthony Harris from the Minnesota Vikings. I love that one. Uh, but you know, they're still they still got cap. Um, they'll look to you know you can keep Ertz at this point. They'll look. To, I guess that Anthony Harris signing is huge, especially because you know with Jalen Mills leaving for the Patriots. Ronnie McLeod still being a question mark, coming off another torn ACL. You know, we don't know what we really have right now with Kavon Wallace, so that'll be a huge signing. He'll be um, Malcolm Jenkins-esque, you know, look to be that leader on the back end. So, I mean, that's a that's a big upgrade for that secondary. And then, you know, could possibly, if he doesn't get signed by the, the Giants, you know, we do have Titans cornerback uh, Adore Jackson possibly coming in for a visit, and that would be a huge upgrade for the other side. Uh, of the defense, you know, going on the opposite side of Darius Slay would also save us from having to, you know, use an early pick on the cornerback, too, which would help. Right. I mean, you're going to still have to get younger, but a Dory Jackson will sure up one side, and he's very young. Um, I mean, obviously, you're going to have Darius Slay here for the next couple of years, you know, willingly. Um, you know, but I feel like, you know, last year with, you know, Darius Slay, there was a couple hiccups, but overall, I, f- I had confidence in him, even if he had a bad game. You know, it, I'm not sitting here, it's not Byron Maxwell, you know, on an island by himself. I mean, it is still Darius Slay that you still have to take into account. Yeah, I mean, he um, was he was uh, going up against some of the best receivers in the league, you know, and he was by himself for the most part. Our safeties were not very helpful for him, and... Our pass rush really wasn't putting any pressure on the quarterback to where, right. you know, because you know, the receiver had all day to get open. So. But the other thing, too, is, you know, Darius needs to just accept the help and have that safety over him. You can still shadow and be on your own island, but you still need to maintain, you know, especially some deep threats. You're not, you know, the young in prime Darius Slay. You're starting to come out of your prime, you know, just accept the help. You're still a very important cornerback for us, you know. Just, just accept it. So, uh, what do you, th- what do you make of all these Deshaun Watson rumors to the Eagles? I think they're very unfounded. I don't think I think they're uh, false. There's no, there's nothing to back it up. However, uh, it, it is another situation where you're kind of, do you get rid of you know the farm to, you know, acquire you know, top five quarterback talent. I mean, especially coming in the decades to come, this guy is for real. Uh, I mean, coming from a team, you know, the Texans that have absolutely no offensive line help have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Uh, You know, and he still turns nothing into something, you know, and he was, you know, one of the highest graded, you know, quarterbacks this year. Uh, I would have him on this team. I just don't know if I could just give up the farm. We don't have those assets to maintain a good team for him, so why would he want to play for us? Yeah, absolutely. I think in Deshaun Watson's case, I think you know he's going to be going from one messed up organization to another. I think taxes are worse <laughs> yeah. off, but you know, we're no better at this point, so I don't know why he, he might have a choice, but why would he? I don't know if he has a no-trade clause or not, but I don't know why he'd be wanting to come here. I, so, I mean, there's that. Number two, 
he's got another expensive contract. You know, we're already paying Carson Wentz all this money to not play for us. Why would we take on another heavy contract? Two, three, we'd have to trade the farm to get him, like you said. Yeah. So we would have nobody to surround him with. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, not that his contract would be too hectic on this team, you know, because, you know, obviously that first year, the the, the uh, former team is going to be paying a lot of those expenses. But, you know, would it be beautiful to have a guy like Deshaun Watson on this team? Yes. Uh, yes, even over Jalen Hurts, because there's a lot of uncertainty there. But I... I would make the deal. I would, I would wait for Eric to pursue anything if he can, f- you know, fight his way out of the organization there for a cheaper deal. Uh, but you know, three or four first round picks, some strong players, and some good high picks as, uh, to add on to it. I mean, it's just not worth it for any team. Yeah, I just, I, I don't see how it's feasible or really makes a whole lot of sense because also too if you trade for him you're showing that you made a mistake drafting Jalen Hurts in the first place and therefore should not have gotten Carson rid of Carson Wentz you know you gotta try to let Jalen prove that you you made the right pick picking him in that second round so you're just going to turn around and admit you failed take when you took Jalen Hurts so I don't get me wrong I would love Deshaun Watson on this team I think he would be an upgrade you know, just from what I can see right now. Um, but I just, just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, there's some uh, rumors recently of uh, the Eagles inquiring with the Bears about bringing back Nick Foles. Uh, is that something uh, Eagles fans, including Tommy, would like to see? Yeah, I won another Super Bowl. <laughs> Well, I, uh, my thing, <laughs> yeah, my thing is, is you know he, you know, yeah, being the Super Bowl MVP, you know, pretty much, you know, hurt some stock with your what was to be your franchise quarterback. If Jalen Hurts is to be your next franchise quarterback, is surrounding him with a guy like Nick Foles for the third time. You know, something that makes sense. Is that something, if something good comes out of it, do you keep him as long as the Eagles did? Or is this maybe something to, you know, bring him in to be that veteran, you know, mentor to Jalen? I think so. I mean, I kind of see, think Nick Foles would take a hometown, you know, not a hometown because he doesn't live here, but he would take that discount to come back here. I know he loves the city. He loves the fans, you know. He has the, you know, I wouldn't say he has the opportunity to start, but you know, you know, with depending with Jalen being so such an unknown, you never know what you never could know, happen. Yeah. Um, but I think he would come in and be a nice mentor and veteran presence for Jalen Hurts. He's not going to give any lip. He's he's a quiet guy, reserved. I I would like to I would like to bring him back, you know, to to serve in that role. And if he were needed to come in, I I'd be feel I'd feel very good about it. Put it that way. Uh, so, yeah, I would love to see him come back. I mean, I agree. I I would love to see him back. He's a heartfelt guy. You know, you always feel good when Nick Foles is in the building. You know, I just, my head is always just pointing to, well, you screwed up one franchise quarterback, you know, because, you know, this guy was successful, you know, so you start to think, 
did they get rid of Foles for the wrong reasons or should they have kept him and maybe tried to find value in other ways? I mean, at this point, they could have, you know, acquired a lot of assets for Carson Wentz if they just decided to go with Foles over Wentz. So it's, you know, there's a lot of these factors that point to you. Like, you just don't want another, oh, no, it's happening again situation that, you know, now did you, you just continuous dysfunction in this organization. Yeah. Well, we will see. Uh, got the draft coming up in, I guess, is it in April? End of April. Or End of April. April. Yeah. yeah, so we'll we'll look to see how that, what unfolds there. You know, we do make Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. I'll be happy with Jamar Chase. That's my number one. Kyle Pitts, number two. Um, we just need playmakers, man. And then playmakers, some death on that offensive line because, you know, we we get an injury we don't we don't want to bring in guys who necessarily can't keep up and play so let's hope how he can have his first good draft of his career <laughs> yeah, hopefully i mean and we can't count the 2016 season because that was a sure you know you know Carson Wentz that was a sure thing you know you're going to get you know a starting quarterback blah 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 blah, blah. you know it's it, he hasn't had a good stretch and in the any sort of stretch you had joe douglas by your side so for that one season and even that those turned out to be failures as well right so let's uh real quick before we wrap things up let's circle back to deshaun watson real quick what do you make of these so-called allegations against him uh for the rape and these rape accusations uh, yeah the sexual misconducts and again, I, I mean to me just you know, fyi like, we don't condone anything obviously we do not condone that we hope it's not true but uh what do you think uh to me you know i don't condone any of that uh, i'm the kind of guy that the court will speak for itself uh he will speak for himself and Anybody that he may or may not have affected negatively will speak for themselves. Uh, you know, I'm the guy that never going to just automatically assume, you know, a famous guy is innocent, you know, let him go. This is just a joke to get money. But I'm also, you know, I'm not going to point the finger and automatically assume he's guilty. You know, it comes at a time where it's weird. It makes no sense. This team wants to keep him he wants to go and now all of a sudden now there's these accusations so it is a little fishy but at the same time you know let the court do its job and uh determine you know what what's happening here yeah i mean we've seen so many of these accusations against not only uh athletes but different celebrities in general and i gotta say you know why why isn't this brought up earlier when it actually happens? Like, why does it happen all of a sudden out of nowhere? You know, you look at Deshaun Watson, you think he's a good character guy. He does, you know, doesn't come off bad at all. I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, fault him for wanting to get out of Houston. They traded a Pro Bowl receiver away for God knows what reason. Uh, they do not try to get him any kind of offensive line help. You know, Bill O'Brien was a boneheaded head coach, never should have been GM. So I'm not going to fault Deshaun Watson for wanting to get out of Houston. I think he's a decent character guy. So what a butt chin. Yeah, I. So, I, like like he said, I'm not going to discount people making accusations because you never know. You know, the nicest of guys could also be the biggest scumbags. So, let's just hope this isn't the case. But 
I have to lean towards, you know, these reports probably being unfounded. It's just because I just feel like it's this Me Too movement. I do feel like it's people trying to collect a paycheck. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I mean, there's always those kind of people out there, and you'll forever see those kind of people out there because, you know, it's an easy avenue. However, I'm just not going to discredit, you know, anybody if they seriously feel that they were harmed in any way. So, right. I mean, if, if let's just hope it, that's not, it wasn't the case. You know, if they were harmed, then shame on Deshaun Watson. Then he needs to get in trouble. The one thing I will say, though, I did read a report that he was going on a tweet-deleting spree, so if that's the case... I mean, if you're worried about those tweets, then then there might be something to that. But yeah. So tell us, you know, do you? There's a couple big things out there. You know, is is Deshaun Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson, the wrong Deshaun? Uh, you know, do you want him on this team? Do you think all these rumors are true? Do you want to see the Eagles pursue in any sort of way, or do, should we rely on? Jalen Hurts. Personally, I uh, think those reports are unfounded. I just think that's just some guy trying to get clicks on a report. I don't, I don't. I don't think it's real. I don't. I can't remember the last time the Eagles ever pulled the trigger on a real trade like that to bring in a player. I mean, I know they've given up assets to move up in the draft to get Carson Wentz, uh, but no, I don't think I've ever. I don't remember ever really seeing a trade with the Eagles where they gave up serious assets to go and get a player of that caliber. So that I just don't see happening. So uh, what do you guys think? I mean, you, you hear our opinion with this whole situation. Do you want to see this Eagles team signed to Sean Watson? You know, it's a lot of draft capital involved and the big heavy payday. Uh, tell us what you think. Uh, if you want to DM us, if you want to maybe, you know, see if you want to come on and do some quick chats with us uh, we're definitely more than welcome to you know bring you guys on and you know if anybody's got some you know prospects coming up in the draft that you want us to review and you know give our opinions on just you know let us know yeah uh, we're more than welcome or anyone's more than welcome to come on and chat with us about you know not even just the eagles but the flyers sixers phillies uh, anything else so we're our our DMs are open. Just give us a follow, and we'll message you on tw- uh, Twitter or Instagram. And another thing too is, you know, we keep hearing us call talk about uh, Matisse Holm. You know, trying to get you know him on the Flyers. If anybody's got any some uh, trade ideas, you know, for the Flyers coming up with the trade deadline and everything like that, you know, just you know, check us out. You know, give us a DM. Right. So, and uh, just to remind the folks at home, where where they can where can they find you on social media? Uh, so I am both Instagram and Twitter. I am Ant A N T Carol C A R R O L L underscore. And that's both Twitter and Instagram. My Instagram. You can follow us at T. Uh, you can follow me at TPC eleven twenty two underscore OF one, which is short for Alpha One, and then our Alpha One Sports. Instagram is just simply out for one sports and then Twitter you can follow me at Tom at Tom Carroll underscore OF1 and our out for one sports Twitter page is simply at out for one sports and Facebook you can follow me at Tom P Carroll (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get into Facebook (laughs) and then uh, they can Find our podcast here on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and uh, 
Amazon Alexa podcast. Is that what it's called? If you have an Alexa dot, an Alexa show, you can listen to our podcast through that as well. Just say, Alexa, play the Alpha One Sports podcast. You might have to say it more than once because, you know, Alexa doesn't really, uh, you know, listen very, for, listen very well. <laughs> but that's it for this week. Uh, I'm Anthony with Alpha One Sports. And I'm Tom for Alpha One Sports. Everyone have a Enjoy great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah. Bye.